0: Good morning, welcome to the All-American Hour here on SEN. Geordie and the Chief with you for another edition of the show and a big one as well because we are at the end of the regular season in the NFL, so this week it is make or break. For some teams, it's win and in. For other teams, it might be heartbreak for those who are still vying for playoff spots but could miss out. All to play for in the NFL. The NBA continues on now. We're past the Christmas and New Year period, so we're seeing... Teams elevate their game now as we get into the sort of the second half of the year. Uh, We've had uh, Pro Bowl teams announced in the NFL, All-Star teams announced in the NHL. The off-season period continues on in the baseball. And, of course, the college football title game comes up this Tuesday. It's my pleasure, as always, to welcome in, live from New York, uh, only for a couple more days because he's coming to Australia in about a week from now, the Chief. Morning, Chief. How are you?
1: uh oh, good morning Geordie and uh, happy new year
0: happy new year so you're uh in the in the midst of uh getting yourself ready to, to board a plane we might have a, a live in studio all american hour in a couple of weeks
1: oh i hope so i hope so I hope I get a chance to uh to talk to you guys uh locally at some point It would be fun
0: absolutely absolutely how was your uh what did you make of the week in sport last week's action in the NFL and just what's happened in the last seven days
1: yeah um you know, a, a very entertaining uh, NFL week. We're starting to get some answers to the playoff questions. And, um, yeah, very exciting week. Uh, for my uh, for my star of the week, I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. Uh, 17 seasons of the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 17 winning seasons, so just, uh, just a, a real impressive win, too. Winning in Seattle, they were pretty big underdogs in that game. Seattle have been playing good football. They're a tough home team. Uh, but the Steelers' offense really performed, and Mason Rudolph has established himself as the, uh, the starting quarterback there in Pittsburgh. We'll have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, another winning season for Mike Tomlin as head coach.
0: Excellent, excellent pick, and it's uh, they're one of the teams still in playoff contention as well. We'll go through the Week 18 playoff scenarios, but they are in a scenario. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they'll take on the Baltimore Ravens. My star of the week, uh, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, who got the win against the Cincinnati Bengals 25-17. to 17. Uh, Those uh, That matchup, the Chiefs and the Bengals, has been one of the box office matchups in the AFC over the last couple of years. This particular matchup, a little bit watered down without Joe Burrow and, and Jake Browning, at quarterback at the moment for the Bengals, uh, but still meant a lot for the Chiefs, though, because of their recent uh, their recent losses and their dip in form. So they needed a win. They got the win at home, and uh, it was their defense specifically that was very impressive, uh, sacking Jake Browning six times in the match, but four times in the last drive. So the, the Bengals were going for that game-winning drive or game-tying drive at that stage of the match to try and take it into overtime. Uh, But four times uh, they sacked Jake Browning in that drive and kept him pinned back in his own half. So I thought, uh, you know, this season, Chief, the the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, their offense has been, uh, has let them down a few times. But it was their defense that stepped up and won them the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's great because now they're locked into the number three seed. So they'll have a home field game and, and to start the playoffs and are able to rest Patrick Mahomes this week. it would be Blake Gabbard, a quarterback. So uh, very good that Kansas City was able to do all that and really uh, positioning themselves for uh, another deep playoff run. It's possible that Patrick Mahomes has to play a, a playoff game on the road. He has never played a game on the road. Um, but uh, this year, they're not the number one or two seed. They're the number three seed. But still, the Kansas City Chiefs, you've got to consider them live anytime you have uh, such a great quarterback like Patrick Mahomes.
0: Now, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes being rested. That's going to be the case for a lot of teams who have already secured a playoff spot this week. So the Chiefs there, the Ravens have got, I think, six players that they're resting. The Rams have about four players that they're resting. Every other team seems to be resting their key players as well. Is this part and parcel? Is this normal at this time of the season for, for teams who are already into the playoffs?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you don't have anything to play for, you really don't want to risk any injury. And it really allows you to, to almost have a mini-bye week going into a playoffs. And some teams, yeah, like Baltimore, they're going to have a bye week anyway. So they really almost have a, have two weeks off to uh, to rest up and recover. And at this point in the year, that's uh, it's important. There's a lot of banged-up guys. So, uh, yeah, teams... Uh, Usually just take it easy. There have been moments where teams have kind of gone for it if there's something, some sort of reason to play. But uh, usually if you're locked in to your playoff seeding, you're going to take it easy.
0: Has that been, uh, has anyone ever, um, do you sort of run the risk, I suppose, sometimes of, okay, particularly for the number one seed to get that bye in the playoffs. Now you have, you know, two, almost three weeks out of action. Can that be almost a risk where, you, where they go a bit too cold before playing their next game?
1: That That's a great question, and it's been interesting because there has been some moments where there has been some rust and some offenses haven't fired because of that, but for the most part, you really do prefer uh, physical rest, especially after a, a long, brutal uh, football season. Um, we've seen in baseball these teams with the buys having a real hard time, but that— You know baseball it's it's much more of a daily kind of game so uh, i i think yeah it really benefits teams to actually have the rest so that's why so many teams are trying to clinch last week and and some of them did
0: so how does this week look we'll go through the games game by game in just a moment and, and preview the matches in the nfl but um this week a lot of games so there's still the three windows isn't there on the on the sunday your time monday morning our time but there's going to be still a lot of concurrent games and a lot of things happening at the same time, kind of like the last day of the, the EPL soccer season.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they, they make sure, they, they try to set the schedule so, uh, yeah, teams that have uh, conditional scenarios play at the same time so they don't have a situation where you kind of know have an advantage playing early or late. Uh, the standalone night games are pretty much elimination, almost playoff games anyway. Houston at Indianapolis, uh, the uh, M- Miami, uh, the B- 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 Buffalo Miami on the last game of the week, last game of the regular season, that has a huge implications on <laughs> on uh, either winning the division or not making the playoffs for the, the Bills in their case. So it's, it's pretty wild how uh, some of the games are, uh, yeah, really almost playoff games. They're standalone, but ones that are conditional are played at the same time.
0: Yeah, those uh, those standalone games. We'll delve into those in just a second, as I said, when we do our Week 18 preview. Now, for the other the other side of the coin is that, obviously, for half the teams, or more than half the teams in the league, this will be the final game of the season, and there's always the dreaded Black Monday, which is the day after the last day of the regular season where coaches uh, and their careers, essentially, or at least their positions currently, are put on the chopping block. Um now, part of Black Monday, I suspect this year, will be what happens with Bill Belichick. It might not be on Black Monday, for, for what it's worth. It might be a little later. But Bill Belichick's future at the New England Patriots, where do you think this stands at the moment? Do you think... Oh, we've spoken about it briefly, but do you think he will um, he will leave New England? Do you think there's a, a rift there? What have we heard with between him and Robert Kraft? And are there opportunities elsewhere around the league for Bill Belichick?
1: Oof. Uh, I definitely think there are opportunities elsewhere. I think a team would certainly give him a chance for to try to rebuild in another situation. Uh, I, just the littlest hints are kind of leaning towards maybe it being over for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, that they might have a, a divorce, uh, obviously a successful uh, uh, coaching run as, as there's been, so it uh, wouldn't be a, uh, necessarily a bad thing for the New England Patriots. I, I, I have a feeling he's going to move on. One place that really kind of uh, stands out to me is the Washington Commanders and uh, him potentially going there to, to rebuild uh, the, the whole franchise in Washington. So that would be kind of the place where I think you could maybe see Bill Belichick go. He's got some some roots in the uh, around the capital uh, area there, around Washington, D.C. and Maryland. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you could see Bill Belichick go there. Um, it does kind of feel like it's coming to an end in New England, but um, maybe they want to keep it going.
0: Week 18 of the NFL regular season is upon us. It is the final week, so for some teams this will be The last week of their season, for others, it will be uh, maybe a lead-in to the playoffs if they have already secured it or if they're lucky enough to secure it in these matches. We have plenty of playoff scenarios um, that we can go through. So let's go through it game by game, Chief, as we always do. Starting off with games coming up today. In a couple of minutes from now, the Steelers will take on the Ravens in the first game of two today. Now, the Baltimore Ravens have already secured their playoff position, so they're fine. And as a result, and they've already secured the number one spot as well in the uh, in the AFC. So their seeding is already secured. So they're resting a lot of their plays. No Lamar Jackson, no Odell Beckham Jr., etc., etc., all the big names. But for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have a couple of scenarios. So the best scenario for them is uh, they win, and then either Buffalo uh, lose in their game against the Dolphins, or Jacksonville lose. Uh, in their game uh, coming up tomorrow, Jacksonville are playing the... Where are they on the schedule here? They're playing the Titans. So probably less likely that happens. But the Dolphins could definitely beat Buffalo. So uh, it's all eyes on Pittsburgh here, really. And they've been given, I guess, a better opportunity now with the Ravens resting a lot of their star players. Do you like the Steelers' chances of, of making the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I think you kind of do here, considering that, uh, yeah, they're favored in this game because of all the rest that uh, Baltimore is going to have. So, um, yeah, I think they, they have a, a good chance, though. They need, yeah, Jacksonville or Buffalo to lose. And I don't think Jacksonville is going to lose. Uh, Buffalo, though, I'm, you know, it's going to be, uh, that's going to be a really good game against. Well, I actually like Buffalo over Miami. So,. Could be hard for Pittsburgh. They're going to need help. But uh, I do think that they they probably get the win against Baltimore uh, with Baltimore resting uh, everyone, really, yeah, all the key players.
0: Yeah, See, so you look at the standings, and they they do look like the team that is on the outer the most, like with the, with the least amount of, uh, or the, you know, the, the least likely possibility. But in reality, when you actually look at the matchups and who might win and who the favorites are, you sort of think actually Pittsburgh could be a real chance here. They might actually do it. Um, so, uh, particularly with the Ravens uh, and and the plays that they've rested, so you give the Steelers a chance. That game coming up very shortly. Uh, the game later on this afternoon is uh, quarter past midday. Today is the Houston Texans against the uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Both teams are nine and seven. Both teams uh, in the AFC. Well, I should say firstly, all the games this week, as it always has been in the final week of the season, are all divisional. Rivalries, so they're all in the same division. So this is the AFC South. Uh, the Colts currently in the number seven seed, so they are into the playoffs. As things stand, right now the Texans are one spot outside in the eight seed. Uh, Chief, this is pretty much win and in situation for these two sides. They just have to win their match. Uh, a couple of other results might sway things here and there, but effectively, win and in. Who's winning?
1: Yeah. Oh boy, this is a tough one. Uh... You have Cedric Stroud back for Houston. Uh, the home field, though, in the hands of Indianapolis, it's really a toss-up game. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with Indianapolis, just with the the veteran quarterback and just a little bit, just maybe that you know that home field. Maybe it'll just be the the tipping point, but uh, should be a great game. Um, yeah, very uh, very cool that both these teams have chances at the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and they can both clinch the title as well in the division if, uh, for whoever wins and providing Jacksonville lose their game as well. But, uh, yeah, I'd actually – I've liked the Texans all season. I've really liked what they've done. I like their, their new players, the, the young guys they've got coming through, not only CJ Stroud but also uh, Tank Dell and, uh, and you know, putting the pieces together on both sides of the ball. But um, just some of those injuries that they've had the Texans – dropped a bit of form of late and the Colts have, uh, have been a, a solid team this season so I might be uh, uh, siding with with your pick here as the Colts get the win uh, now tomorrow the 5am window now Ben Graham and myself will be on air tomorrow for the uh, final regular season edition of NFL on SEN and there are six games in the 5am window starting off with the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals the Browns are uh, also uh, resting Joe Flacco so he'll be uh He'll be rested for a week and the Bengals are already out of the playoff contention. So this is uh, pretty much a, a kind of a dead rubber, but still, I guess the the Browns will um, maybe want to try and win to get that higher um, wildcard spot, but it will be an away week for them nonetheless in the first week of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, I would again expect, uh, you know, Cleveland's going to sit most of their players. It, this is, you know, you know, a game that really has no implications. So very hard to kind of tip one way or the other. Uh, got to think maybe uh, you know Cincinnati shows some pride uh, with Cleveland having something much more important to play uh, for next week. Uh,
0: the next game is the Vikings and the Lions. The Vikings are seven and nine the Lions eleven and five they have secured their playoff spot uh, and the Vikings are uh, seven and nine but could still make it. they're a bit of a chance let me quickly get up the playoff scenarios here for the Minnesota Vikings so they need to win. Okay, there's a little bit here that <laughs> needs to go the Vikings' way. They need to win. They need to hope that the Green Bay Packers lose to Chicago, that Seattle loses their game, and then either Tampa Bay or New Orleans lose their matches. So they need to win, but then need to hope that the other three teams all lose their match. So it's, it's a pretty long shot here for the Vikings.
1: Yeah, it is, but uh, yeah, again, I, I like them in this game because they will be playing for much more than what Detroit will be playing for, uh, so, you know, they'll be playing for their you know, lives, they'll be scoreboard watching, of course, too, those games uh, all play in that, that one o'clock window, so um, it'll be interesting as that, you know, as those as the games come to an end. You know, they'll see the other scores. But, uh, yeah, I would think Minnesota puts out a a good effort. Uh, Nick Mullins back at quarterback. It just keeps on rotating uh, quarterbacks there. Um, But, yeah, I I like Minnesota in that one.
0: The Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Tennessee Titans. The Titans eliminated, but the Jags uh, still need to secure their playoff uh, spot. Um, They are in that uh, race in the AFC South. Those three teams that are nine and seven—the Jags, the Colts, and the Texans—so Jacksonville, for them, it's win and win and in, and also win and clinch the AFC South division title. Um, they can get through with a tie, which is less likely to happen. And they can also get through with a loss too, uh, or no, they can get through if um, uh, if Pittsburgh lose, uh, Denver lose, and then if there's a tie <laughs> in the Houston Indianapolis game. So it's all very uh, sort of. Uh, you know, um, far-fetched sort of scenarios, but for the Jacksonville Jaguars, win and in, which I expect they'll do against Tennessee.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would think so as well. I mean, you just, you know, again, these division matchups, this, teams do want to show a lot of pride and and, and do want to, you know, knock out their um, division opponents, even though, yeah, would, still one of their division members is going to win. But, uh, yeah, you would think, uh, yeah, Jacksonville, even though they're on the road, have, you know, so much more to play for. Um, but uh, I would expect a close one uh, between uh, Jacksonville and Tennessee.
0: The one absolute dead rubber of the weekend, Chief, is the Jets against the Patriots. Both these teams eliminated. Um, There is no playoff implication whatsoever. Um, So what are we playing for today, Jets and Pats?
1: Yeah, it's going to probably be a really fast game. I expect them to just get the heck out of there and try to have that clock running. They're expecting, I think, 30 points in that game. Um, so <laughs> I would think that it, it, it'll be pretty ugly. Um, you know, uh, on the surface, I think you'd rather lose to get better uh, draft positioning. Um So, uh, you know, New England being home, you know, maybe they win. It could be also, yeah, Bill Belichick's last uh, game as a coach uh, or a head coach in New England. So, uh, yeah, go with the Patriots, but should be very ugly.
0: Now, from the AFC South in this 5 a.m. window, we also have the NFC South in the same window, which also is a very closely contested division. The AFC South right now has the Buccaneers, uh, and the Saints on eight and eight, and the Falcons on seven and nine. Um, so all those teams in with a playoff shout. The uh, Falcons take on the Saints. Uh, it's at the Caesars Superdome, so a New Orleans home venue. The Falcons need to win and then hope that Tampa Bay lose their game against the Panthers, which is unlikely. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, for them, uh, they need to win and hope that Tampa Bay also lose their game as well. So for both of these teams... Uh, New Orleans can also win this game, and then hope that two two or so other teams also lose. Seattle and Green Bay. Um, it's kind of unlikely that these teams. Just because the the Buccaneers play the Panthers at the same time, it kind of feels like well, it's the Buccaneers really to uh, to lose. Um, for all likelihood, they'll make it in, and, and the Falcons and the Saints might both miss out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that was certainly the most likely result with uh, Tampa Bay having that easy matchup against the, the worst team in the league in Carolina. Even though the game is in Carolina, I would still expect uh, Tampa Bay to win. And I, I really like New Orleans in this game, too, at home. Um, they've been playing just you know a, a bit better football of late and I think should beat Atlanta, but probably will be on the outside looking in because, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay should take care of business there against uh, the Carolina Panthers.
0: Yeah, so those are the two games in the NFC South. Then to the eight, uh, eight twenty-five a.m. window it is. So just uh, around eight thirty here in Australia tomorrow. Uh, the Chicago Bears take on the Green Bay Packers. The Packers uh, haven't yet secured their spot in the playoffs, but they are right on the cusp, on eight and eight. Now they are pretty much tied with the Seattle Seahawks. It'll be the Packers or the Seahawks. You think for that last uh, uh, wild card position for the Green Bay Packers, they just need to win and they're in. And I think. I mean, the form of the Chicago Bears has been really good, uh, for what it's worth, Chief. They've been, uh, you know, not bad in the last last month or two, but do you see the Packers winning at Lambeau at home?
1: Probably, but, you know, I, I am a big fan of that Bears team with uh, Justin Fields, at quarterback, and he's just such a great playmaker. Um, it's It's no gimme, you know. Green Bay's uh, just, you know, three-point favorites at home. they got something much bigger to play for. Uh, Chicago's been playing good football. That should, again, be another close game. And, you know, it's so hard with these division rivals to uh, just assume that, you know, a favorite home team like Green Bay will win. So it's – I I really have a hard time kind of picking either side of these.
0: Did Chicago beat Green Bay? No, they didn't. Green Bay won the first game, the first meeting. Uh, of the year back in week number one, 38-20. Oh, wow. um,
1: yeah, first game of the year and last game of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and for Green Bay, they have, the, they have the most, I think, I believe the most amount of scenarios to get into the playoffs. So there's six different methods, including uh, ways in which they lose but still make it through Green Bay. But uh, the most simple scenario is win, win and in for Green Bay. Uh, the uh, next game to look at is the Broncos v. Raiders matchup. Um, Now, the Raiders, uh, they're out as well. Okay, this game, I beg your pardon, this game is also a dead rubber. I didn't realise that. So, another dead rubber game. Broncos and Raiders. I'll actually extend this conversation to Antonio Pierce and what his future looks like. So, the game is a nothing game. But for uh, Antonio Pierce, who is the interim coach for the Raiders, do you think he'll maintain his position? Devontae Adams came out during the week and said that he's the guy. He knows what it means to be a Raider and he's given... And on behalf of the playing group, given Antonio Pierce the vote of confidence, I'm liking his chances.
1: Yeah, I think you have to. Just how well they played, how how much effort has how much effort is How how this team seems to be so much more focused. And the Raiders uh, either playing really good teams and just barely losing, or crushing teams that they're supposed to beat. Uh, it's just been very impressive the entire. Uh, Run of Antonio Pierce as the head coach of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, and I I would expect him to get that job. When you have uh, players playing so hard for you, it's really hard to uh, pass that up. Uh, If you, if you as an ownership, you know you have a coach that the players will play for. You got to give him an opportunity.
0: In the NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles take on the New York Giants, and at the same time, the Dallas Cowboys will play the Washington Commanders. Let's bundle these two games together and. Predict who will finish on top of the uh, NFC East division. The Eagles win, the Cowboys lose, and it will be the Eagles who finish on top. Uh, if Dallas win, uh, then they will finish on top of the uh, of the NFC East. Um, probably see both teams winning their matches. So what do you think is the outcome here?
1: Yeah, you definitely would expect both teams to win, but certainly more likely the Cowboys. Uh, the commanders have really... Uh, uh, just had a you know terrible uh, end to their their uh, season. Uh, almost certainly, Ron Rivera will be fired as the head coach, and I, I would think Dallas takes the opportunity to win this. And you could see a situation where where Philly sees the score and sees that uh, Dallas is going to run away with it, and they start pulling some of their star players and Jalen Hurts and uh, some of the other key players sit for for Philly. So there's a chance the Giants actually win that game. Because uh, if, if Dallas has a huge lead on Washington, uh, I can see Philly pulling back.
0: The Seattle Seahawks take on the Arizona Cardinals, the, the giant killing Arizona Cardinals after their big win against the Eagles uh, last week. The Seattle Seahawks, uh, they need to win and hope that Green Bay lose their game. So it's basically a straight shootout, essentially, between the Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers, uh, just to... Remind you, the Packers take on the Bears. So the Seahawks, um, uh, Kyla Murray, by the way, was said by uh, uh, Coach Gannon that uh, they expect, well, they want Kyla Murray to stick around and be their quarterback next season. So that's a, a big bonus for Kyla Murray. But the Seahawks, uh, what do you think their fortunes will be tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I think they bounced back after that loss to Pittsburgh. I was surprised they lost at home to Pittsburgh. Uh, But I think, yeah, Arizona flying high after upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles. I could see them having a little bit of a letdown. Um, Though a really great job by Jonathan Gannon as the head coach uh, in Arizona. They've they've really played hard considering they lack a lot of talent. Um, But I I like Seattle to get this win. And, uh, yeah, they're hoping, obviously, Green Bay loses and they'll be we will be watching that scoreboard very closely.
0: The Kansas City Chiefs take on the LA Chargers. The Chiefs already in. The Chargers already eliminated, so uh, no movement there. Uh, But there might be movement, I suppose. The only thing that might matter here is the Chiefs' uh, overall uh, position in the AFC, so whether they finish second, third, or fourth seed and therefore who they then play uh, in the first week of the playoffs, which might be uh, the Browns or the Bills or the Colts or the Texans or the Steelers. Um, but we expect the Chiefs to uh, to beat the Chargers. Do you think the Chiefs, we spoke about this just a moment off the top of the show, but do you think the Chiefs will be a big player to contend with in the AFC? Yeah, I
1: do. Although they're really sitting a lot of guys in this one. They, they actually don't have anything to play for, the Chiefs. They are locked in to that three seed. So, um, oh, okay. yeah, it's Blake Abbott. Yeah, it's Blake Gabbard. I'm sure we won't see uh, Travis Kelsey. I'm sure we won't see uh, some of the key players even on the defense. So, actually, the Chargers are... Three-and-a-half-point favorites just because, the, yeah, the Chiefs don't have any intention of, uh, of trying in this one. But I, I do really like them in the playoffs. Uh, you know, they can get that pass rush going. Uh, they can maybe find something in that receiving core um, – you know, the teams are taking away Travis Kelsey, but that means they're using two defenders to do it. So someone else is going to be open. Um, I kind of like the running game, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, Clyde edwards helaire has done some things. So, I, yeah, I don't write the Chiefs off at all. And, and in fact, I think they have a real good chance to, to get to the uh, the Super Bowl out of the AFC.
0: And then finishing off with uh, some big teams from each respective conference, starting off with the NFC matchup between the 49ers and the Rams, two teams that have already secured their spot in the playoffs, but both teams will be resting uh, their players. And and I know the Rams are taking out all their big names on offense and on defense as well. Aaron Donald not playing uh, the defensive linemen. So um, this would normally be a pretty big matchup, but it's just going to be a a case of each team holding their cards close to their chest.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it'll be... uh... Carson Wentz as quarterback for the L.A. Rams and uh, Sam Donald for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. So backup quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but this could definitely be a playoff game uh, and neither teams are going to want to show much. That's another thing. If they're going to be playing in the playoffs in a, in a couple weeks or two, uh, you know, uh, you don't want to show your hand. So I would expect a pretty boring kind of bland game out <laughs> of the coaching. Yeah, you don't want to show off your good plays.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, totally agree. I think that'll be the case. And the final game is the Buffalo Bills against the Miami Dolphins. And um, this is the final game of the regular season. It's the midday or just after midday start, 12.20 Australian Eastern Daylight Time tomorrow for your Monday afternoon football. And um, this is uh, an important game for uh, for the Buffalo Bills because they haven't secured a playoff spot yet. Um, it's probably likely that they will, even if, uh, even if they lose. I think there's still multiple methods for them to get in. But... Um, the winner of this game clinches the AFC East title the dolphins already into the playoffs so for them it's it's um it's uh not it's still important not as important but still important because it might mean home or away for the first week of playoffs but uh but the winner gets the AFC East so the buffalo bills uh, for them in particular they'll be coming out uh pretty hard to play this game
1: oh absolutely yeah um i i really like uh the bills in this uh, i like them um You know, before the year, I just think they're the better team. Uh, And I think, yeah, I don't think the home field is that big of an advantage at at night, even Um, this scenario. The weather won't be a factor. Uh, Yeah, I like Buffalo to win this game and and, yeah, win the division. Really kind of wild a few weeks ago. It was, yeah, we're on the outside looking in to get into the playoffs, but really buckled down. Got some key wins, and I think they get one more big one and end up being, uh, yeah, the... uh, Champions of the AFC East.
0: Excellent stuff. That is our Week 18 preview for tomorrow, well, for later today and tomorrow, the final week of the regular season. We've done our NFL preview, but this weekend in College Football Chief, or it's actually beyond the weekend, it'll be Tuesday Australian time, Monday night, uh, for those of you over in the States. But the College Football uh, title game, the final match of the college season, will be taking place between the number one seed, Michigan, and the number two seed, Washington both teams went 14 and 0 throughout the course of the year and both teams involved firstly last week in phenomenal uh, semi-final matches Michigan uh, defeating the Alabama Crimson Tide 27 to 20 in overtime and then Washington in a high scoring game beating uh, the Texas Longhorns 37 to 31 which came down to the final drive of the match uh, when the uh, when the Huskies stopped the Longhorns so uh, firstly the semi-finals both Highly entertaining, both one-score games. That's exactly what you want from the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl.
1: Yeah, yeah, both of them came down to uh, fourth-and-goal plays where uh, one of them could have flipped. Uh, If Texas scores there late, they win the game, and um, Alabama had a chance to send it into double overtime. You just had just two phenomenal uh, semifinals. And with all the controversy, you know, with the teams that were left out, most notably Florida State, Florida State went on to lose 63-3 to uh, against Georgia, so, um, you know, there was a lot of players that were out, but still uh, does go to show. I think the committee got it right, and they had just two fantastic football games, and uh, yeah, especially, yeah, Michael Penix of Washington was, was the real star, moved up the NFL draft board uh, significantly, um, and Blake Corum, the running back for the Michigan Wolverines, he was fantastic. And yeah, two great games and it sets up just a, a fantastic championship game. Um one where, you know, Michigan's actually quite a favorite. They're four and a half point favorites. They're like a dollar fifty-five to win. Uh and and if you'd ask again, the, the probably split fifty fifty on who they think who you think is gonna win. So kind of one of those where I think Michigan still gets it done. I think uh it's being played in Houston in, in a dome stadium on a on a fast turf. And I think uh Michigan's really going to show off their speed and they don't get to show it off that much in the Big Ten playing in you know not the best weather and a lot of uh, thick grass. But I, I think Michigan speeds the difference and, uh, and they win and they win by more than a touchdown over Washington.
0: Who are the, uh, what are the important things to look at in college football and, and maybe for NFL fans who might be watching a college game for the first time, uh, are there any major differences to how the game is played and the style of game between NFL and college?
1: Really very little difference. Uh, it, it, you know, yeah, it's it's really very, very similar. You know, the quarterbacks are so key. I mean, maybe the running game is a little bit more important in college where uh, a dynamic running back, and you'll see that with Blake Corum of, of Michigan being, uh, you know, maybe a little bit outsized where uh, in the NFL the running backs become, you know, more of an afterthought. Uh, but it is it is really very similar. I mean, there's some slight rule differences, but nothing major at all. And, uh, I, I would expect uh, again. Yeah, Michigan has quality quarterback to, quarterback play as well with uh, JJ McCarthy. So um, they don't lack a quarterback either, Michigan. So uh, yeah, I, I think Michigan's the better side. And uh, again, I think the speed will be the factor there.
0: Where does um, where will the, tell us the relation, I suppose, between uh, NFL and and the pro the pro football game and its its history and its prestige alongside the college game? Because for some of these college players, they will go down. I mean, maybe not, I don't know what the situation is with these players specifically, but there have been a multitude of players in the past who have won these title games, who have become college football legends, uh, but maybe don't succeed in the NFL, or maybe don't even get drafted to the NFL uh, in some circumstances. So does, does college football... Um, you know does a player who becomes a legend or a, or a great player one of the greatest of all time in college football is that does that sit separate to, to then what they may or may not do in the NFL
1: yeah you can you can be a star in college and s- still sustain that star quality without becoming an NFL star Uh Tim Tebow is a great example of that, someone who is a, just a great college football player, started a little bit at quarterback in the NFL, um, actually won a playoff game for the Denver Broncos, but but certainly didn't have an NFL career. Johnny Manziel, another one who was a Heisman Trophy winner, as a freshman for Texas A&M, is still a Texas A&M legend. Um, and uh, college football is a much older tradition, a Michigan Football goes back 125, 130 years, and they've won 1,000 games, um, and it's much older than the NFL. Uh, So the college roots, and it's it's religion in parts of the country, Uh, certainly in the the South and the Southeastern Conference, and this is the first time you don't see the Southeastern Conference, and normally it's one of the
0: Mm. big
1: SEC teams, usually Alabama in the championship game, or Georgia, LSU's had some good runs, Auburn. Uh, as well but we have uh, a team from the Pac-12 and Pac-12 will be no more Uh, Washington will be joining the Big Ten and Michigan's in the Big Ten so these will be actually conference rivals next year so in the uh, ever-changing landscape of college football but uh, there's so much history with these two schools certainly Michigan goes way way back Um, and yeah one of these young kids trying to become a a legend
0: and uh, what kind of traditions are there around the college football final we know there's all the traditions around the NFL. And I keep, I keep uh, comparing it to the NFL because that's what Australian-American uh, sports fans are most familiar with, more so than, than college. So like how the NFL has its traditions with the Super Bowl and, and, and everything around that with, you know, halftime show and the ads and the, all the food that is involved as well and the parties that people throw at their own house, houses or at pubs and clubs. What is what's, what's, the, what's the tradition of the college football final day like?
1: Well, it's actually not much history. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the playoffs is a recent phenomenon. The four-team playoff um, used to be, the you know, the final games of the bowls, and those bowl games have really the history and the tradition. And we saw it with the Rose Bowl being one of the semifinals, the game that Michigan won, and the Sugar Bowl being one of the other semifinals. Those are the traditions. Um, so this is kind of new, and they're, they're trying to start new traditions in college. Um, but, yeah, the focus is just going to be on the game. There, there, there isn't really a half. The halftime show of the team... Uh, the school's bands, so the schools will bring huge marching bands that will put on uh, a show. Each of the schools will put on a show at halftime. Um, so, yeah, there's not as much tradi- There's a lot of, like, it's tailgate tradition, a lot of, uh, of that. But for this big championship game, uh, it's kind of a newer thing. Um, but, yeah, people are obviously going to be very uh, tuned in, and, and next year we're going to go to 12 teams, so uh, it'll even be a bigger uh, playoff next year.
0: Yeah, looking forward to that next year. But uh, for now, this is the final of the college football championships. So the uh, Washington uh, number two seed against the Michigan number one seeded teams in the final. That'll be at uh, Tuesday, mid-morning our time here, Tuesday, 11.30 a.m. in the uh, college football playoff final. Chief, uh, NBA, uh, what have you made of the New York Knicks in the last week or so? They made a trade last week, had a few players move here and there. Has it worked out for them?
1: It, it seems to be yeah they're playing some, some really good basketball they traded away RJ Barrett and uh, Isaiah uh, quickly for uh, OG and uh f- from uh, the Toronto Raptors and Ananobi has been uh, r- real you know a real interesting player. He's a really good defender someone that the Knicks really need. Uh, the Knicks just blew out uh, the Philadelphia 76ers last night. Uh, they've been really playing uh, some very good basketball. Uh, And I think that trade is is a really good trade for them moving forward. They had to move on from R.J. Barrett's contract. Isaiah Quickly is going to be a free agent in the offseason. So, uh, yeah, O.G. Ananobi, a very exciting um, player for the New York Knicks. And uh, hopefully uh, they they can continue to uh, play some good basketball.
0: And finally, in the NHL, All-Star Weekend not far away. By the way, the Winter Classic was uh, lovely to look at, very picturesque. Um, even though it's in the middle of a baseball stadium, but the way that they dressed up the rink in the middle of the stadium between the Golden Knights and the Kraken the other day was uh, was very, very nice. But uh, the All-Star teams have been announced. We've got 32 players that have been announced by the NHL for the All-Star games, including uh, Connor Bedard, uh, the number one mm-hmm. draft pick from the most recent draft. At 18 years of age, he's the youngest ever All-Star to be selected.
1: Yeah, just he is not been, uh, shown any, uh, signs of being a bust. He's come into this NHL and, uh, for just such a young player showing such, di- uh, so much dynamics and incredible offensive skill. And, uh, he's the rightful, uh, uh, representative of the Chicago Blackhawks. So, uh, yeah, one from each team and he's, uh, Connor Bedard representing, uh, Chicago and, and, and really deservedly so. He's really performed, uh, very well, um, and yeah, it's it's. Uh, I like the the idea of having one at least one All Star from every team. Uh, there's been some moments where that hasn't been the case in the NHL, so uh, I think that's a good move for the NHL.
0: Yeah, yeah. The initial 32 players selected, and then the rest I think are fan voted. I believe for the uh, for the coming weeks or so before the All Star weekend. Just looking at the list now, there's not many defense uh, defensemen. Rasmus Darlene from the uh, Buffalo Sabers and Quinn Hughes from the Vancouver Canucks who are on top. Of their conference right now, they've been one of the more impressive teams uh, this season. So yeah, there you go. Has the, uh, is there is there much um, uh, I don't know? Do, do people like the All Star Weekend in the in the NHL? Is it is it popular or is it just kind of feel like a gimmick? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a, well of the you know it's a little gimmicky because they play three on three and they, uh, it's kind of a just a little bit of a, a different format and they they have a really good uh, skills competition and a very nice skills uh, competition. Hockey fans uh, are into it. Certainly, young hockey fans I think it really uh, attracts them. Um, but yeah, again, it's not going to have the biggest broad in- impact. Um, it's just you know hockey is a bit limited in popularity.
0: There you go, Chief. That's it for our episodes uh, this week. Thank you very much again, mate, and uh, enjoy the football coming up uh, today and tomorrow.
1: Oh, Thanks so much, Jordy. Looking forward to seeing you guys soon.
0: A- absolutely. The All-American Hour here with Jordy and the Chief on SEN, coming back soon.